Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. After school activities and summer camps play a crucial role in the lives of children in New York City, as they do in many urban and suburban areas. These activities offer a wide range of benefits, both educational and social, for children and their families. In New York City, there are numerous organizations, schools, community centers, and nonprofits that offer a wide variety of after-school programs to provide valuable support to families in a bustling and often hectic urban environment. New York Edge is one of those nonprofit organizations and the largest provider of after-school and summer camp programs in all five boroughs of New York City, as well as Long Island. With more than 25,000 students in 130 schools in grades K through 12 across the five boroughs of New York City and in Wyandanch, Long Island, New York Edge bridges the opportunity gap faced by students in underinvested communities by strengthening academic performance, health and wellness, self-confidence, and leadership skills for success in life. As a result, countless students advance to the next grade, graduate high school, and attend top colleges and universities. Today's guest has more than 20 years of experience in education advocacy. Rachel Gazdick is Chief Executive Officer of New York City's largest provider of school-based after-school and summer programs, New York Edge. She leads the organization's mission to build equity in education and provide those students with free, engaging programs that help them grow academically and personally. Rachel began her career with Teach for America, serving as a special needs teacher in Southwest Louisiana for two years. She has a master's degree in education policy from Harvard University, a master's degree in social work from Boston College, and a bachelor's degree in speech communication from Syracuse University, where she's also served as an adjunct faculty member. So Rachel, thank you so much for your time being with us today. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Why don't we kick off with just talking about, you know, yourself and your passion regarding New York Edge? Yeah, I'm I'm really passionate about this work because I started my own career as a program director in an after-school program over 30 years ago in Boston. And so I feel very strongly about the power of after-school learning and yeah. how it opens up, you know, real opportunities for kids and creates like a talent development model for young people so that they can see themselves as the next Van Gogh or the next great engineer. And I think after school, going beyond sort of childcare activities, what we're trying to do here at New York Edge is go even deeper, right? Is to say, you know, our sports programs, STEM, leadership, college and career readiness, we see greatness in all of our kids. And so even if you're playing sports and you might be playing tennis, you know, we may have two or three kids in our group that are the next Coco and we want to provide them that pathway. And for other young people, tennis may just be what they do when they recreationally or play on sports teams or later down the road when they're in work after they finish college, it may just be the sport they take up. So I think all of our programming really focuses on mental health, health and wellness, academic success, and really just finding talents in kids. Because we know that once we tap into that, if you can't accelerate a talent here in New York City, 
I'm not quite sure where you can accelerate it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the resources are tremendous, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about, you know, how the students are enrolled and where the programs are offered. Yeah, so we have 129 schools. And as you said in your intro, they're in 129 schools, 25, over 25,000 kids. We have a couple of models. We have probably your traditional after-school model, which typically runs from 3.30 to 6. We also run what are called community schools, which are full wraparound. We have 19 of those where our staff really is looking at a full wraparound model, not just with after-school, but working with other providers in the building on mental health. It might be parents accelerating their education you know, a wide range of things. And we also run beacon schools. And then we started last year, our first program in Windanch on Long Island, which has somewhere between six times the poverty rate of the rest of Long Island. So we thought it was really important to bring our models and our expertise to work collectively with the administration. And I think that's one thing that sets New York Edge apart is that we really work closely with the principals and the schools and the teachers and also talk with them a little bit about what their school is interested in having and how to create continuity between in-school and out-of-school time. So on Long Island, for example, that relationship was built by the superintendent and folks in the school. Same thing holds true in all of our schools in New York City. You know, because some of the schools might be specialized in New York, like there's a performing arts school, but maybe they want more STEM in after school, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. I think it's important to understand the school culture, what the school brings to students themselves, and then what we do to complement the learning process. You know, I'm so happy to hear about Wine Dance because I grew up in Melville Dix Hills, which was right uh-huh. on the border of Wine Dance. And, you know, you could really tell it's like two different worlds driving from one community to, to the other. Yeah. And, you know, when you go into the school, it has a very vibrant feel and the kids are, you know, always building and doing all kinds of things. And it's really an honor for us to be there. And the kids and their families are really excited about what we're bringing to their district. The kids deserve to have all the resources that they need so we can see them thrive. Yeah. You know, it might be obvious to to us and some others as far as you know, why it's critical to have these enrichment programs and, and to have programming outside the traditional classroom environment. But, but I'd love you to, to talk about that and, and what you see as far as, you know, what the benefits are to, to the children. Yeah, quite honestly, Josh, I think it's a really different relationship than the school day. I think that, you know, our staff are seen as mentors, as confidants, as people that kids can go to, to really you know, come and get excited about things they want to learn more about. You don't have all of the confines of the regular academic day, and our teachers take on a lot during the academic day, and they have a lot to accomplish when it comes to teaching and learning. I think that in our experience, so for example, we're able to bring things in from around the world. So we had the staff from the Van Gogh Museum fly into New York City to train our staff. Yeah, it was really, it was cool at Lincoln Center. And they sent us Van Gogh replicas and trained our staff on a curriculum that really looked at the life of Vincent Van Gogh. And as a result, kids are like, well, I want to learn about the next artist. 
And then I want to go down to the museum because I understand there's something up I can see more, right? So we have the opportunity to do those things. I think the other part that we do is we do very large events. So the kids on December 4th, I think it is, are going to be playing at the Jets Stadium in our flag football leagues. Or they were with Misty Copeland at Rockefeller Center with dance and getting tips from her and the Rockettes for a couple of weeks before they performed, right? So we're able to do like, we have a book publishing company. We have our own podcast called Formative that I do with middle schoolers that's professionally produced. And the kids talk with leaders in different fields to learn about their journeys, right? So I think we're able to really be creative about what we bring to kids. A book publishing company, you know, they work with Pixar illustrators to get their book to come to life. And then it's sold on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. But then I get kids like, oh, I'm a fourth grader. I'm an author now. So let me write my next book. Right. And so it's about igniting intellectual curiosity, I think, in a different way in our space. That also happens during the academic day, but we can really design specific experiences for kids that really get them excited. And what we see in the school day is teachers say, oh, well, you know, they're coming in and they're asking more questions and they want to do more things. So I think it's really powerful. Sure. I'm sure it shows them also what's possible, right? That they can do these things that maybe weren't imaginable before, which is terrific. We have a national chess team. Our step team, the winners of that competition went to step with Step Africa in Washington, D.C. So we really try to get kids out and about, college tours. We also sent students well, to Syracuse University where they stayed for two to six weeks over the summer, depending which track they chose. So instead of just going on a college visit, which is fine, they actually slept in the dorm. They took college courses. And then they really know as a 10th grader what it means to take a college course. And then they get that credit and they can transfer that on to whatever college they choose to go to in their senior year. We want to go deeper. That's part of our model is to go deeper, to have those experiences so that you understand the academic rigor, succeeding as a college student. You know, you're not just looking at brochures or saying, oh, you got to get a good SAT score. There's a lot more to it than that. And so I think our, our model really goes beyond beyond traditional college and career readiness programs. Share a little bit about your summer programming. Yeah, so we're one of the largest providers. In the summer, New York City offers summer camps for about 100,000 students. We run about 25% of those camps across the city. This year, the theme was New York as a global city. And we celebrate, you know, the richness of New York City and all that it brings culturally, as well as within our our programs, the multiple languages and food and exploration and study. And so it's really offering kids a lot of sports programs, as well as visual and performing arts, STEM, robotics. I've seen kindergartners code. (laughs) And you sit there and think, wow. I can't do that, right? They get things jumping around on the screen. And so we have a lot of coding programs, chess, you know, also literacy, reading, and then the the college prep as well. So it mirrors our after-school program, but we get to go a little bit deeper in the summer because we have the kids for a much longer time, for about eight hours, you know, during the day. Terrific. It's a full day. 
share some of the benefits that I imagine offering these programs offer to, you know, parents and caregivers. Yeah, there's not too many parents I know that get out of work at three o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. And, and I think for parents in general, they know that their kids are in a safe place. They know that they're getting high level quality after school programming. And it also allows them, you know, the ability to provide for their families. One time I was taking a young person up to Albany and we were advocating for more resources for after school programs. And this little boy was in the fourth grade and he said, if I didn't have after school, my mom would have to quit her job Mm -hmm. and then we would be worse off than we are now. And when that has happened before, the only thing I had to eat in the house was chips, Mm. you know, and if my mom doesn't have these programs or places for me to, you know, learn and grow, and this was unsolicited, he was telling the story, is that, you know, then she has to quit work. So I think these are real issues for families, and they really do need a place for, for the young people to go after school. You know, I was going to ask you what really inspires you to advance equity in education. I feel like part of it was just answered in terms of hearing from the children, the impact that it's having on their lives. You know, absolutely. And I think that, you know, we are key to their academic success, because if you think about the hundreds of hours they spend with us also in after school time, I've never met a parent that doesn't want to see their child succeed. Sure. And, you know, if we can remove some of the barriers to academic success, which are, you know, being able to offer after school programs, being able to support kids to go to college, being able to, you know, take away some of the things that are just roadblocks, not about their abilities, because often in the years that I've been doing this for quite some time, is that they're usually economic barriers. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not often intellectual barriers. And so what kids have access to is according to what you're able to put in front of them. And the more we're able to expose kids, the more they can figure out what it is they get excited about. And, you know, and they'll thrive. Now, will every kid go? You know, we have had kids on full rides to Harvard University and have excelled, right? This kid didn't have a computer and the janitor was kicking him out of the high school because he was on the computer during high school trying to figure out everything he possibly could, right? You don't think about that. Most families, they would just, they have access to computers. They have access to the whole, you know, he was living with his aunt in the in the basement. And, but he wanted to get there and he worked hard at it. So part of it is the motivation, the desire, the passion to work hard sure. and having the skill set to do it. And I see that with all of our college bound students, you know, and then we have, if, if kids want to go into trades or they want to, you know, whatever their passion is, we want to make sure that they will remove the barriers for them to be successful at it. What would you like to see as far as the future of schools and education in New York City and, and the programs in which you offer? How do you think it can continue to, to get better? Yeah, I really feel strongly about the continuity between in-school and out-of-school time, that that there shouldn't be sort of this separation, that we're working collectively with principals and teachers 
So even when you're thinking about a kid who may be struggling in math, or maybe a kid who's excelling in math, and we can take them farther, or we could take the kid who's struggling and get them up to, to grade level is really that continuity of knowing where kids are mm -hmm. and what we can do in our space to really help accelerate that. And so I'd like to see the profession shift from more less childcare, or sometimes folks will say, oh, it's, you know, it's just babysitting or they're just activities, is to really look at why this makes a huge impact in kids' trajectory. You know, and I've heard folks that have taken our arts programs, like, you know, I wouldn't have been in a theater program anywhere else, right? Because we've taken some of these things out of all of our schools. All of our schools don't offer all of the programming that we do. And then they're on Broadway or they're performing somewhere, right? So we never know what's going to ignite someone's interest. And that's why you have to offer kids as much as you possibly can. And when they latch on to something, you have to help them go further and open that door for them. They have to walk through it. They have to perform. They have to put in the work. But you can see it in some of the kids. You know, they get up in the morning and they think we have a recording studio at one of our schools. They have to kick the kids out of the record. They're producing music videos at a very high level and they love it. And you got to kick them out at the end of the night saying, oh, the school's got, you know, it's 11. Wow. And I think sometimes the janitorial staff is very generous, right? Because they can see how much the kids are, are loving it. So I think we got to do more of that. You know, I think continuity for kids, you know, looping and teaching, you know, maybe kids having a teacher for more than one year. So you can get to know them and get to know their strengths before stick with them. I've seen great success in other places I've worked with teaching. And, you know, if I have this teacher for first grade, I have them also for second grade. And you start to see developmental patterns there. So I just think there's a lot we can do here in New York City. And I think there's a passionate group of teachers and there's a passionate group of after-school providers. And it's a tough job. And sometimes I don't think everyone realizes how hard teaching is. And uh, I can say teaching, you know, fourth grade is probably the hardest job I've ever had. I couldn't do it. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I can admit it. Yeah. And when I did that, I lived in, you know, that's a whole other topic for another time. But I lived in the bayou of Louisiana where you didn't have, you know, resources and you didn't have what you have here in New York City, right? So if you think about the city as school and connecting schools to what this world-renowned city has to offer, like there should be no reason why kids are not excelling, right? And I think we forget what kind of city we sit in and that each, you know, world-class theater, world-class museums, you know, people dream about coming to New York City. I sent kids when I was in Denver to New York City they said it was a little too much when they came, but it was during when Michelle Obama was doing the Better Make Room campaign for kids going to college. But, you know, in a remote space like Louisiana, you know, there wasn't anything to also connect to. And so if you can't make it here, I'm not sure. If we can't have the best school systems in the world, I'm not sure where, where you can have them. I agree with that. Well, you're doing great work at New York Edge, and thank you so much for sharing all that you do. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thanks for taking the time. No, it's my pleasure. Pleasure speaking with you. You too.
Thanks for joining the Schneps Connects podcast. You can hear us online anytime at podcast.schnepsmedia.com or stream us on all major podcast networks.